Welcome to the Two Buff Beards Podcast. I'm Zach Ansaldo. I'm with my man, Kelvin Franklin, and this episode is brought to you by WebFit Nation. The standard process for having a trainer is paying big money for an hour of their time, spend time and money getting to your appointment, work out, go home, and repeat it all over again next week. With WebFit, you have a personal trainer right in your pocket. Work out when and where it works for you and your schedule. 100% customized workouts, meal plans, and even grocery lists. To learn more, go to www.webfitnation.com. Yo, yo, Zach, what's going on, man? Oh, man, I am uh, doing better than the last time I saw you, just based on the pure fact that it's about 45 degrees warmer than it was then. Dude, that's right. Last time we got together, it was freezing cold. So cold. It was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Did Did you handle it well, though? I felt like you handled it pretty good. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Was that one of them days where you stayed inside? <laughs> I wish I could, but I had to work. Yeah, you had to go outside. I'm, all, dude. I'm out in and out all day. Oh man! So uh, yeah, I mean, it was nice. I took I took Silas to the dog park when those days was like that. Last, oh, I, I'm I'm surprised that you said that. I did, man. I, I, I saw a Snapchat and I was like, he really did that. <laughs> I, mean, I took him with survived. me, man. I took him with me and. He did. I mean, he loves it, but obviously I had to suffer through it. But I, I got used to it, I must say. It's, I, it wasn't as bad, but I layered up, though. Like How many layers we talk? I mean, oh, at least three on the bottom. The yeah, at least three on the bottom, at least four on the top. Like, I was layered up, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I was layered up for real. Like, That's, like serious. You have to. Yeah, you have Because it's, it's no joke, man. When that, when that wind chill is like that, it's just, huh. Gloves. Yes. You should have got one of those ski masks. I did have a ski mask. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Well, I had one like this that goes up to your nose. It, you know, it just so you like your eyes and and like you got that little little see through like like little blinders on. You know what I mean? Silas probably didn't even recognize you. <laughs> He's seen me with him on before, but yeah, it was I was covered <laughs> from the heck head is to toe. This guy, right? <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I've been good. It was like fifty degrees last week, so that was good. I got some good workouts in, so. You know, it's been fun. It's been a good couple of weeks. How about you? How how are things uh, around here with the dog? How how did, how did so Silas just got? How eye are you guys surgery. handling that? He just got eye surgery, and uh, he has entropion, which is like uh, since his skin mutates because he's a sharpe, his eyelid actually started to grow inside, like it curled under. Um, so his eyelashes were scratching his eye. So. Um, we had to. Get so they're constantly mutating his skin. Yeah, until he's about one. Oh, but I thought he was past one. He is now, but so he, so he got that well before. Uh, oh, he was okay. One. He's just been dealing with. And it. you can't you can't get the surgery until they're after one until this until that process is done. Oh. So we had some stitches in there for the first when he was about mm, six or seven months, and then they said you can get those out. And then get the real oh, I didn't surgery. know. I was gonna say I thought you guys took care of this before. Yeah, he but had, you had stitches, but they were just still in there. Yeah, so they were just kind of holding holding it in place a little bit. You know what I mean? It hmm. wasn't it wasn't near what they did right now. Did you need to keep them in that long? Yeah, you can keep them in up to up to a year. Those sutures when they when they have them in like that, but they do them just so the dog can get some kind of like comfort back. Cause like it's just irritating, man. Just imagine like your eyelashes yeah. scratching your eyes all day. It's just irritating. So that would be bad. So they um allowed us to get the surgery done once he was over a year, and uh, now he has about fourteen days of recovery. I mean the swelling has gone down immensely already. So hopefully it just continues so he can have a good life. 
I bet that cost a pretty penny. Oh, man. Good thing for pet insurance. You have pet insurance? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mentioned it to my friend one day, and he's like, oh, I, I know. I just found out you can do that. He's like, and we just spent like $1,200 on. Mm-hmm. So what what kind of deductible does pet health so insurance So without have? the insurance, dude, it was like, I, I can't remember exactly, but it was around 1500 bucks or so. Yeah. And with it, it was about 700 Oh, shoot. I thought you were going to say you had to pay like a $200 deductible. Oh, no. You still pay a lot. But it's, it's a just lot less. less. Yeah, it's just a lot less. Dang. Yeah. Damn. But you know, like you get you get um, free doctor visits, you get so many uh, free blood work and stuff like that. Like you get <laughs> some free dental cleaning here and there. Some you get some some perks. And the main thing is that when you don't have the pet insurance, those anything that happens to them can just be can break the bank. You know, so that was the main thing. Just making sure that we had something to make sure if if something did happen like this, we would at least get some kind of a break. You know. Dang. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear the little guy's doing okay. He's doing good, man. He's doing good. So, uh, what's got you moving this week, man? Um, man, I went to a uh, seminar this weekend, and it was really good, man. It was really good. I went to the CrossFit Level 2 training uh, seminar, so um, leveling up a little bit. and That's big time. It was like, I'm always super impressed. Like, they just like... Their presentation, the information they give you, they give it to you in such a clear and concise way, and the amount of information that they give you in two days is a lot, but it's nothing like to the point where you're like, there's no way I can retain any of this because I just is too much. So they'll like teach you something, then you go like do something practical on how to apply that, and it was just really good, man. It was a lot of good info. The instructors are just always – I'm just always, like, overly impressed. Like, I had high expectations this time because the last time was so good, but it was just on point, every part about it. And we got a couple workouts in that we all did together, and there's always good people there. So it was it was awesome. I made some friends who uh, work at some other gyms, and they were super nice. And um, So anyway, it was good. It was really good. It's a lot of fun. Learned a lot, and uh, and now you already have the CrossFit certification one. Yeah, you got that. I mean, probably when I first. It was actually like exactly a year ago. Yeah, about to say. I mean, when we first started, actually almost talking exactly about... a year ago. So almost to the day. Nice. And now you. It was like the last week of January. Now um, was this was this a goal like a 2018 goal or did you not even have this one like on the goals? List? It's been something uh, that you've for been a while about? that I'd wanted to do. Gotcha. And. Um, it was actually hosted at the gym that I work at, and so uh, that was kind of like, all right, well, let's just do this. Yeah. This is the time. That's a good deal. Because, I mean, like when I did that level one, I, I had to fly down to Dallas. and Yeah. So, I mean, it comes to Kansas City fairly often, but, I mean, you might have to wait a few months. Yeah, but this wasn't convenient because so it was convenient. like right in your backyard. Literally, it was like five-minute drive. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't get no better than that, man. Yeah, it was good. That's fun. cool. Now you got a workout in while you do that too, right? Did two workouts, uh, one on Saturday and one on Sunday. Saturday was uh, three rounds of ten power snatches. Yeah, and then twenty push-ups and fifty double unders. Yeah, and then yesterday we did heavy front squats, five by five. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Classic that's, five by five. That's awesome. How how heavy did you get up to? I got up to two forty-five. Solid five? Yeah. Yeah, felt good? Felt really good, actually. Nice. Really good. Nice. 
Like, back in the groove, man. Yeah. My workouts have been feeling really good lately. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the next few weeks because I'm going to put my, my skills to test. You know, this is that time of year, so. Yeah. Um, now, like- does this open you up to, to new things that you possibly can do, like in terms of programming or – helping more people or what was um not necessarily but there's a lot fewer people who have level two than one a lot I'm, i don't know what the exact numbers are i that's actually i'm kind of curious but i would guess it's probably like 10 percent of the people who have level one have level two and then of that it's probably like 10 percent of those have level three and 10 percent of those have four like it, it gets really tough like yeah. they are not easy on you to get to those higher ones they definitely make you up your game really oh yeah like three and four is like all practical like they will just like watch you coach wow. other people and it's not a matter of how well you know the knowledge it's how well you can apply it and that's awesome they'll man. be super strict. they want to see you in action yeah they literally will have people come videotape you come watch you in person videotape it and send it to like a panel like it's serious I love it, dude. That's awesome. I, I wish like regular personal training certification. That's like what that. I was t- saying off air earlier. <laughs> how like you know, in a sense, I I think it, it's a lot better because they force you to not only learn the information and be able to you know pass uh, multiple t- multiple uh, choice tests, but like okay, now let's actually see this in action. Let's see you teach somebody how to do an overhead squat or push press or yeah. just anything. But yeah. I agree. It, the, the fact that they make you actually do it in front of them really takes it up a notch. Yeah, because you want to see the application of what somebody knows. You know, the, the, not not knowing is easy. You know what I mean? Well, there's a lot of people who are really smart. Yeah, and really good at a lot of things, but it doesn't mean they can teach those. You got things. it. You got it. You got it. Not everyone who's smart and is uh, highly knowledgeable is a good teacher. Yeah, because you're not really a master at something until you can break something down to somebody that has no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And most most people, especially in our profession, they want to talk over your head. You know what I mean? Right, so, like, and that's the other thing. They Like, you would get deducted if you were talking too technical. That's good, and yeah. Too, you can't be talking kinesiology terms to people that just, the normal, the general public, they just right. don't get that. I mean, it could be a really smart guy but or girl, but it, they don't know about the human body that much. Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean that you know they're you're, right. You're, they're not gonna know what you're even saying. Right, right, so, right. Yeah, I, that's awesome, man. I love. Yeah, it. that's really good. Yeah, I love it. I love it, man. Um, what about you? What's got you moving these days, dude? A lot. I was trying to think about what I was going to talk about. Um, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna say the first thing that comes to my mind. But probably here recently, it was one thing that not a whole lot bothers me, man. I'm pretty easygoing. Like yeah. most of the time, like there's not a lot of things that um, get y'all riled up that get me riled up, you know. But just the other day, um, I'm excited for this. somebody told me that I I I market too much on my Instagram story. Too much? Yeah, that I, I'm marketing too much on my Instagram story. And, and was my, this a uh, friend or family? No, not a client? friend. Just an acquaintance. Just a just somebody I know. Well, you got okay. Anyway, so so this my is issue your livelihood, right? <laughs> but but for number one, I don't I don't. And you're a small business owner. I, I don't even I don't even market at all. Like that's that's I was my, that was my thing to well, him. You just like, show like your own kind of journey. yeah. I show my own journey. So like I, I don't I'm not out here saying hey buy my program for oh, five yeah, bucks. Oh yeah yeah. You're or, not explic- explicitly saying hey not at all. DM me for for workouts. For, <laughs> or, <laughs> right right. So like my thing to him was I, I told him and I'm I'm upfront about stuff like this. So like I believe that 
if I would have had people to show me the things that I want to show other people back when I was young, that I would be further along, you know, early in my career than what I was, you know? Yeah. So like now you have the ability to maybe put something out there that may be a tip or a hint or some, some information or whatever that may help somebody that you don't even know. Right. And the fact that you have the ability to do that, you, we would be doing our, we were doing, we doing the fitness industry a disservice if we didn't do that. You know what I mean? Like if we weren't, allowing ourselves to be open and putting stuff out there to help somebody else. And we do that for free. The stuff that me and you write, the stuff, the podcasts, the articles, everything that we do, that's free. Like we're not charging anybody for that. You know what I mean? Like we don't even go on, on, on our, on our Instagram or whatever and say, come be my client today for, you know, the low 50 bucks a month. Like we're not ever doing anything like that. Like everything we talk about, you can have this stuff for free. I'm not charging you anything. I'm not going to ask you for anything. I've never gotten a client from my Instagram story, but people hit me all the time on my DM asking me questions about this or that. And, and I enjoy that because I wish I would have had that opportunity when I was, when I was coming up, you know what I mean? And dude, that just that just that rubbed me wrong, man. I was like, I don't do this for for money. Like, th- th- you don't do stuff like that. Like, of course, we got to make a living, but there's other way, different more ways or avenues to get people. You to- could be a lot more in your face about exactly. It. <laughs> like, I'm like, man, I'm the last person you should come up with something like that. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not even about that. And, life. and I don't know who this person is, but they don't understand this business because that, like, in the fitness and health world, nutrition, like social media is the game that is if you're trying to make it in one of those areas and you're not on social media (laughs) you're lost (laughs) like you have to yeah it's a must it's a must yeah it's a must and it's not many people that that i see that walk it like they talk it you know what i mean so yeah if you're gonna be a trainer or whatever you need to show people that you're not just like telling people what to do but you also follow your own you know your own talk and not many people are willing to do that because they say one thing, but in the backdrop, they're doing something totally different. So many people. Do yeah. That. So like, I, I want to be somebody that's just a little bit different than that. Like I'm cut from a different rug. Like I'm, a, I say that I'm doing something and I'll tell you cut to do it. Different, I love that. I want you to do the same thing. I don't know why, but I love, always like that saying. <laughs> I, just, I think it's good. I'm going to, I'm going to start using that more. You're going to start using that cut yeah. from a different rug. Yeah. <laughs> that's old school. I, I know it's old school. I know it's not new, but I just, I don't know why. I just think it's like a good little ring to it so what are we talking about today oh man dude you know so this is a time where people have already started their journeys i mean people that are new some people aren't but most people are just starting their journeys they may have gotten to a spot where things aren't working the way that they want to see them you know maybe weight loss isn't happening maybe they're not getting stronger maybe they're not getting faster in their run maybe they're not swimming better something whatever right um they're not dealing with stress as good as they thought they should so I want to talk about controlling the different variables and maybe when to, you know, kind of go in and out of different variables in order to reach the goals that they have. Because as me and you always talk about off air, people are too quick to change too many things at one time. Mm-hmm. So I just want to dive into that, see what your thoughts are. I know you've dealt with this a bunch of times before and just, you know, hear the stories and, 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 and the information that you have to give in terms of this, uh, you know, this question. Yeah, no, I think this is a really good topic. I was excited when you brought this up. Um, I can tell you, I, at, there was a time where I was one of these people. I would go, th- 
I would kind of go in and out through phases where I'd be super motivated and I'd do everything. And then I'd come out and I'd be like, eh, kind of half in this program, but I'm kind of half doing this other program. And then I'd jump around, you know, it's a 12 week program, but I got bored after three weeks. And then, so I've been there before and I get it. It is fun to have some variance if that's just what you're looking for, but you do have to be patient. I think patience is so important in this in this uh, in this challenge that we're always up to is just staying healthy or becoming healthier, losing weight, getting stronger, getting leaner, looking better, whatever it is. There is always going to be temptation of some new flashy thing to try try out. Yeah, but you got to be patient. You got to pick one, do that whatever that might be it could be a nutrition plan it could be a workout plan it could be um some sort of like spiritual challenge where you're reading the bible every day yeah. or doing meditation every day yeah um it's going to take time yeah it's going to take some time and um you know if it's an 8 week program you need to see it to its end before you can really justify whether or not it's time for you to make a change or add another layer, take away another something because there's probably a reason why it was written for the length of time that it says that it's intended for. So like a nutrition uh, program, um, well, I'll go more working out. It's an eight week program. Well, they didn't intend on you seeing results in three weeks. Like it isn't written, written for eight weeks. So yeah. you need to see it to its end before you can even, Make an objective statement. Make an about objective it. statement of whether or not it was effective. Absolutely. And I have I, I actually think it's good to switch things up a bit. Eight to twelve weeks. Maybe you could go like sixteen. Most people will get burnout. I, 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 I don't sixteen's long for me. But uh you could do something like that. Um, but see it to its end before you can make a decision. And then maybe you can contrast them. You know, you're going through some strength training, then you go through an time where you do some endurance and then you maybe fade back in and so i think it's good to, to do that but you need to see the program all the way through yeah yeah i like that you know um the one thing that people when because they only want to switch when certain things happen so like they'll get into a program let's just say that they have a goal to get to within 12 weeks or so they'll get into it and maybe by month one if they haven't seen anything happen you know they'll start saying, well, I need, I need to change this or change that. How, what do you say to the person that wants to change? Let's, let's call it, let's say they want to get stronger. Okay. Let's just call Let's put something out there. Let's say they want to get stronger. They have a 12 week program that is helping them progress on whatever they're trying to get stronger at. Let's say they get to month, they get to month one. They haven't seen any results in terms of improvement on the weight on the bar. You know what I mean? Now, they come to you and they say, man, I, I'm not getting any stronger right now. I want to – I read that if I lower my, my reps and I raise the weight on the bar that it's going to help and blah, blah, blah. So what do you say to that person? Do you tell them just to be patient? I mean, how, how do you handle something like that, though? You know, I would probably – especially with strength, there's going to be patience. Yeah. Because it's hard to gain strength, I mean, depending on how long you've been training. Um. It's hard to gain strength. I mean, you're literally, you're physically growing the tissues in your body 
to a different size. So strength, it, it takes time. It really does. It takes time. Fat loss can be quicker than gaining strength. I mean, depending how you know extreme you're going for either of those. But I would say in general, you can see some changes in fat loss quicker than you'll see it in strength. Cause it just takes time. For will strength. you will you make any changes though after like a month one of but a three what month I, program? So what I was gonna say was, especially with the strength program, you're gonna have to be patient. Yeah. Especially with the strength program, you have to be patient. Four weeks, you can't expect to make all the the you can't expect to make a ton of changes in strength in one month. I mean, it's possible that you could see a little bit, but you're not gonna like jump up your squat or whatever lift it is by. 20 30 percent in four weeks yeah 12 weeks is probably about how long it's going to take to really see some serious differences yeah absolutely so yeah um i and so i would definitely say you know there's probably some micro cycles within that 12 weeks some probably three or four weeks and that are broken up that way so at that point you probably you haven't even touched them all yeah and so um i would just really really encourage someone to just Hone in on the patients. Hone in on the patients. Stick to the program. Hashtag trust the process. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Joel Embiid. If I like it. Joel, yeah. I like chalk. it. So so when it comes to fat loss and stuff like that, you know, because that's a, that's a common one where people want to change a lot of things at, at one time, you know? Yeah. Um, they come into it. They've already probably lowered calories because they've maybe gotten rid of some junk food they were eating and stuff like that. So calories already come down. They are starting a workout program. They're doing cardio now. I mean, do you think that people should be honing in on a ton of things at one time? Like, do you see any any roadblocks with that? Like, what do you feel about that? Um, you know, with fat loss, you know, and I kind of want to go back to what I said before. You can see changes in fat loss pretty quick. Yeah. Depending on the situation, you could be doing more harm than good in the long run. If you've already lowered your calories to, a, you know, a point that's, you know, lower than you probably should already be at, well, then you're, that's, that's a whole different conversation. But if, if someone is just eating too much and not eating the right things, that person can, and they're not doing any sort of exercise, that person can see some changes pretty quick. Absolutely. But, uh, and I see this a lot with females and it can happen with males too. Um, but they keep trying to go lower and lower and their body comes to that homeostasis, that regulation. And now it's just accustomed to, and it's adapted to having 1300 calories a day. It's like, well, you can't go much lower than that. You're going to, you're going to shrivel away and die. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, and you're going to be seriously malnourished. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always talk to people, especially about, you know, the fat loss kick, because I think this is a good one to talk about changing too many variables at one time is talking about putting tools in a toolbox. And what I mean by that is like, you know, you get a person that wants to lose weight. They've never lost weight before. They aren't really set up, you know, correctly to be able to get into a fat loss phase and be successful. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they'll enter a fat loss phase, but they've never really learned how to handle stress. Or they'll get in a fat loss phase. They've never, ever even started to meal prep in their life. You know what I mean? Or that get, can be stressful. Right. So, like, you you, you got to start putting little tools in the toolbox because if you do that, um, you'll set yourself up better, like, when the, the process actually starts. You know what I mean? 
I, I just talked to a person the other day. They had never tracked food before, so they had no idea what they were eating. But their goal was to lose weight, mm-hmm. right? Now, if you've never tracked food before, that's gonna be very that's gonna be very difficult. It seems super tedious. Yeah, and- it's it's gonna be very difficult for you to start doing something like that. And then with weight loss being the goal too, that's another stressor. Like I always, if someone's never tracked, I'm like, just track. I mean, there's a couple of reasons that I do that, but. I will say just track everything you eat for two weeks, yeah, and then we'll start making changes. Yeah, like you, you can't even talk about any changes right now until until you, don't you even got know where you're at. That's right. Until you get the basics, those are those are tools in the toolbox that you're gonna need, right? If you if you want to lose fat, but you're sleeping four hours a night, th- that's a tool that you're missing right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's gonna be very hard for you to get to that goal if you don't have that tool in the toolbox. So uh, I think I've mentioned this before, and um, I can't remember where I learned this, but. Um, the word coach yeah. comes from the word stagecoach. Okay. So, uh, you know, which is a bus. Or Absolutely. At one time it would be like a carriage. Yeah. It will pick you up and take you somewhere. Okay. So if I don't, if I'm your coach or your trainer or whatever, and I don't know where you're at right now, how am I going to know which direction to go to get you to your goal? Absolutely. You can't. No, you can't do that. It's like, you know, you've never been to a city before. Someone just drops you off in some random city and they tell you to head north. You're like, I don't even know which ways. <laughs> I have no idea which way to go. So it just it's not happening. Yeah. You yeah. got to figure out where you're at before you can decide how we're going to get there. Yeah. And that's that's one of the conversations I, got. I always have at the very beginning, man. It's just because if you have not put those tools in there, you, you oh man, you making the journey a real hard, you know, making it real hard for yourself. If you if fat loss is the goal, you got to start putting those little tidbits in there so when times get hard and when things get rough you can rely on your discipline to kind of keep you through you know what i mean because if you never did that it's just gonna be hard for you to keep going you know yeah yeah it's uh and it i know it it is definitely a uh it's definitely hard for people because it's the emotional thing they've kind of come to this conclusion they need to make a change and they're ready to yeah they're getting their feelings ready to do it yeah they get excited they get motivated and then you're like yeah we're not gonna change anything right now yeah I get it like they're like what why like this this doesn't make any sense but um it, it I always just try and tell people beforehand you know if they've got some big lofty goals like maybe someone needs to lose 80 90 pounds. This isn't going to be an eight ninety day thing. Like right. this is going to take some time. Right. You need to be in it for the long haul. If you're just searching for a quick fix, I mean, you're you're just going to cause more problems in the, mm-hmm. in the long run. And mm-hmm. you know, this is going to be a uh, mm-hmm. you're digging yourself a deeper hole. Yep. So, you um, know, um, another thing is that why you, before you get to another subject is changing variables only happens when we get in our feelings too much. Because we start to feel that if we do this different or that different, then we're going to get a different result. You know what I mean? And while I'm not saying that nobody's feelings is invalid, I'm saying that a lot of times when it comes to strength, fat loss, uh, improving performance or endurance, those are very objective things. You know what I mean? Like they are they're concrete, like they you can have a plan for them and it, it actually can work, but they're not emotionally based. So like you getting in your feelings and being feeling this way or that way about your program, that's not helping you get to the goal. Like you got to emotionally detach yourself from the scale, Mm -hmm. from the bar, 
from the, you know, from whatever you think, whatever you're doing or whatever that goal is and really keep your eye on the object, the objective at hand, which is fat loss or get strong or whatever. And you need to trust the person that you're taking advice from. Maybe you've hired them f through WebFit or, um, or, you know, you're getting advice from maybe it's somebody else, but, um, you need to just trust that whoever this person is, you obviously trusted them enough to give them your money. So, you know, you just need to trust that there is a method behind the madness and they're not just doing this to mess with you. Like they're going to help you get there. You just need to hear it out and see what happens. And, you know, that person will, I'm sure will adjust on the fly if need be. But, um, until they figure out what's working and what's not, then you're just gonna have to, you know, put a little bit of faith into that. So now, and that kind of just reminded me, talking about what's working and what's not, there are oftentimes people who are very motivated and they will, you know, they're all about like the process and they will, you know, buy into it 100%, the workouts, and then they're like, oh, I want to take this supplement, and I want to start doing this, and I want to also start doing that. Oh, I love this one. This, I know where you're going with this. So, and some of that could be great stuff. Yeah. And some of it could be, you know, I don't know how to better put it, somewhat of a waste of time. Hogwash. Or money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you're changing everything at once, yeah, you don't have, you're not in a position to d figure out what is working and what is hogwash you're right no you're right i mean even just going back over your statement let's just like like you just said you take a person that's trying to go for fat loss they on a, a certain type of caloric structure and they add in working out so you got those two well you don't want to in increase both of them at the same time so for instance you don't want to lower calories and increase your output at the gym yeah. At the same time. Yeah. Because like you said, you don't know what's working. I think that's an example of what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Or, you know, and supplements is a big one for that. Oh, that's a good one. And people will be like, oh, you know, I started working out these these videos or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I, I bought this protein that was sold with it. And, oh, my God, this protein is so good. And, then, you know, I've lost so much weight. And it's like, I mean, that it might be some decent protein, but. I think that working out probably had more to do with it because you're moving. Yep. Yep. And maybe also the fact that you're eating less. Right. Like, <laughs> so, like, and I'm not talking trash on protein. Like, I don't like to people rely on it. But, yeah. Um, you know, people buy into, like, literally and figuratively buy into supplements in general far too much, in my opinion. Well, they think of it as a, as a miracle drug or, yeah. or as the, the thing that's going to get them to wherever they want to faster, and it's just not the case. Yeah. 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 Um, another thing is I, I think that, like, weighing yourself is often taken out of context, you know, because a person will weigh themselves one day and then weigh themselves the next day. Let's say it's lower, right? They, they'll say, oh, well, what I'm doing is working. If I drop my calories about two to 300 you know, calories less, then I could even get more results. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, or they weigh the same all week, and they're frustrated, and so they just tank their calories because of they, they, had, they hadn't seen any results. Yeah, they're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have 1,000 calories right. <laughs> the next three days. Right. And my, my thing to that, I don't know how you feel about this, and we've never talked about this before, but – I like to look at average weight. I don't like to look at day-to-day -day weight. Yeah, you know? even if you're like, all right, every Sunday you're going to weigh yourself. Yeah. Well, like, what if you just had, like, 
your daughter's birthday party. My point exactly. On, on the day before, it's like, well, yeah, it can be a little heavier. But My point exactly. My so point exactly. I think that's good to do the average. Yeah, because I think I think with averages, you can throw out the highs, you can throw out the lows, or you can you can just have the, all the averages together, and you get a better representation of what's really going on. So would you do like every other day or every day? Or? I like every day, and I take the average of seven days. I, I like to do it that way. It really keeps an objective number because now I can really see what's going on with you. Because it's very hard for a person to and be. Some co- people could just eat something that maybe they they work eating clean. You got it. But sometimes certain foods and it's not a bad thing. You got just it. Make you retain a little bit more water. That's right. It's and it's hard for a person to be consistent day in day out in the real world. So if we got seven days worth of weigh-ins, then we got some days. Maybe Monday you weren't your best self, and maybe Thursday you weren't your best self. But the other days you were, so we can average those days all in there because on average you're going to have some off days. Like, I'm sorry, it's just going to be it. One day you might have been sick or whatever. I don't want you taking your sick weight when you was dehydrated and saying that this is what you, you know, this is this is the result yeah. that you got when it's just not true, you know. So I like that for that reason. I think it's a, very, a way to stay objective and for a person to not be changing too many variables at one time by taking a seven-day average than, than yeah, taking a one. Yeah, just layer by layer, one thing at a time, yeah. and then you'll really know for sure whether it's the program that you got on, yeah. is it the nutrition, and you know, and eventually you'll get to the point, if you're going to stick with it, that you are going to do all the things. You're going to be eating better, and you're going to be exercising more frequently and in a you know smart, well-thought-out way and recovering well. So, um, yeah, but like week one starting taking supplements sleeping more eating differently and working out you're like okay how do i know if this nutrition program's working like yeah because especially with nutrition because everybody reacts differently to everything yeah like and that may not work for that person it could have worked for three of her friends yeah so um there needs to be some you need to be able to tell objectively whether or not a nutrition program is working. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I think in training too, because I know a lot of people like to change exercises very often or they, they, you know, you see people talk about shock the body and stuff like that. Like they change it before they've even gotten to a point to where they're, I call it a technician to where they're good enough at technique and at execution to be able to progress and load. You know what I mean? Like progressing and load should not be the first thing that you do every time. You know, I would rather a person get better at improving more repetitions and improving execution than them trying to put more weight on the bar at the very beginning. You know, because yeah. most more than likely you got to the end of that set and those reps were probably trash. Mm-hmm. Like they were probably ugly as all get out. But you got it. And to you, on paper, it says you got it, but really, you you know, it was suspect. Yeah, and that, I want to tie this back to myself because yesterday when I did those front squats, I have done a heavier set of five before. Yeah. But I felt like my form was just on point. And right. I was like, that was, you know, and we kind of talked about it in our lesson. It was like, you might, you're not going to hit a PR every day. Right. Like, that's just fact. You're not going no. to. But you might be able to hit a PR, like, it's not measurable, but on your form, yeah, your technique. Execution. You're like, man, like I did 195 last week, and this week I can only do 190. And then you look at the video of both, if you happen to record it, and you just looked like so much better. Execution, man. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. People will say, but you don't, you don't, you know, I don't, I don't progress really at all, and I don't change my exercises that often to either, you know. Um, but on paper, I talk about what, what, how many repetitions I got done correctly. Because if I'm, I call it wasted reps. And I feel like even if somebody knows it, what it feels like to do it correct at the beginning. Yeah. 
like you don't have to be a trainer to know that the last few are sloppy. You know it. Yeah, you, you know it. Oh, you one hundred percent. You know it. You, you yeah. It. You got. You started get. You started getting faster. You started using more body English. Like those things are happen with everybody because your body naturally wants to be in its most comfortable state. And if you're getting it out of homeostasis, then obviously you messing some stuff up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah, I, that's just another one that I think that people get. get twisted up messed up because they see somebody else doing this program so they want to change exercises or whatever now if you're on a program that is you know advertising constantly varied workouts you know it says constantly varied but that doesn't mean they're just shooting from the hip right like there's a there is a method behind the madness yeah there can be a progression in different types of workouts for sure yeah like okay like it, it seems like to the person the outsider that it's just completely random yeah but there is some thought behind it absolutely okay well we squatted last week now we're gonna do front squats or you know we squatted last week we did three sets of eight well now we're gonna do five by five or whatever i'm just totally taking numbers out but yeah like the person behind that i hope you know, and there's nothing wrong with that if you're doing it in a smart manner. Yeah, yeah. If, if all things are equated, variations. Yeah, if all things are equated. Lift, yeah, but like, there's still some like progressions that go along with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if all things are equated, I mean, and you most don't have to likely do that. you're cycling through those movements more yeah. than you really think you are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, just in the beginning, people don't need to change that often. As often as I see them change, I don't think it's needed. I mean. To be honest, a person can keep the same exercises for a very long period of time and still see progression by changing Look the powerlifters. change the order of them, change you know, change a lot of different things that you can change and manipulate to see progression. You don't have to have a different exercise. Yeah. Tempo. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to have a different exercise. Absolutely. Yeah. Rest time. Yeah, there's definitely there's you don't have to be switching it up all the time. All the time. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. So um I guess really the big take home here is Maybe things haven't quite been going the way you hoped on your goals. If you're on some sort of program or on some sort of plan that maybe you devised it yourself, I would still even say at this point it might be too early yeah. to decide whether or not that's working or not. I agree. You might have come up with a great plan for yourself. Yeah. So I would just see it out for another month. I would stick not, it out. If you're not to where you're at or you're not at least trending in the right direction. Um, and if you're just following somebody else's program – you know, just make sure that you you can just ask them. You know, what's the time frame for this this uh, cycle? You mm-hmm. know, how long is this going to last? How far am I into it? And mm-hmm. what's the plan from there? And you know, pick the brain a little bit because you don't want to just jump to something brand new if you don't if you're not even halfway through it. That, I agree. That program wasn't meant to be three weeks. So I agree. Just be patient. Maybe ask questions to a, whoever wrote the program. If you wrote it yourself, then just see it to its end and maybe mm-hmm. wait another month or so i think eight weeks would be like probably you know good point to t- try and decide whether or not a program if if you're not a professional and you know what's how long it's supposed to be give it eight weeks before you decide whether or not you need to switch things up and if you want some advice you guys know where to find us absolutely facebook web fit nation at country muscle on instagram i am at rx movement R-X-M-V-M-N-T. Holler at us. Any questions, concerns, pick our brains as much as you guys like. Highly encourage it. Um, But just stick with it. You're going to be far better off if you do. And um, if you guys would please continue to uh, 
give us ratings five star ratings would be awesome but any sort of rating <laughs> you know whatever your heart desires we'll take it it, it definitely helps the uh, the podcast keep growing so we can keep giving you guys awesome information thanks a lot we'll talk to you soon take care